0: Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at at the time of this recording. This is episode 59 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I want to give a big shout-out and introduction to my fellow co-host. Uh, Chris, introduce yourself, man.
1: What's going on, everybody? Let's have a good show.
0: Absolutely. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man.
2: Yo, what's going on, fellas? How's it going?
0: Yes, sir. Live. Introduce yourself, man.
2: What's up, everybody? Long time, no see.
0: Long time, no
2: see, indeed.
0: Back on the show. Mar, introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Cole. Sure. Greg, introduce yourself, man. Let's uh, cut the pleasantries and get down to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> All right. And with that being said, we will definitely be doing it. So going in is a big it's straight basketball today. NBA playoffs are this Saturday, the time this recording. Uh, we're gonna start with, of course, the regular season awards and who we think, uh, each player should win, regardless of whether it be the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, or Defensive Player of the Year. But I do wanna start off with the Rookie of the Year award because to me, you know, first year players should definitely get the love first. So I wanna actually swing it to Kyrie first. Kyrie, and this is something everyone else could definitely uh, pay attention to. Uh, in your opinion, who do you think, So far in this season, the most outstanding rookie in your opinion and why they should be deserving of winning that rookie of the year award?
2: Um, for me, so it's going to have to be Scotty Barnes. I just feel like Scotty's had the biggest impact on his team as out of all the rookies. Um, Kay Cunningham, after he came back from his injury and really got his uh, comfortability under, uh, in his game, really played well, but the Detroit Pistons struggled. Um, Evan Mobley played well. The Cavs are playing well too at one point and we're at like the fourth seed in the East, but they they struggled towards the end with injuries and stuff like that. But Scotty Barnes, in my opinion, has been the most consistent. And um even when the Toronto Raptors started the season off with Pascal uh without Pascal Sayakum, so um he filled in really nicely he just really brought a different energy to that team and really just played well on both sides of the floor, he put up fifteen point seven boards a game, um, three and a half dimes. And he just was really a pest on the defensive end and really made a lot of plays happen on the offensive end as a result of that. And, um, when Pascal did come back, they played well Fred Van, v, Fred Van v played well. Um, the Toronto Raptors became a, a household name on the defensive end again, which has always been their MO. And, um, they're one of the top teams and he's going up against the Sixers in the playoffs. So I got to give it to Scotty Barnes. All
0: right. Scotty Barnes from Canada. That's who, that's who Kyrie is rocking with. Chris, definitely want to hear you. Uh, rookie of the year prediction and why he that particular player deserved to be rookie of the year. Um, I'm gonna say Evan Mobley just off the sense that I didn't expect the Cavaliers to accomplish what they accomplished this year. Um, yeah. I and I know it was a collective effort to say, but it's just it was just impressive to see just how well Evan Mobley fit into that role. We didn't know how a team that was going to start three basically three big men are what we're going to do. But it turns out that that was a very smart move in their opinion. Evan Mobley fit right in where he can play the three if he needs to, he can be a stretch four, and he can play the five when Jerry Allen gets in the foul trouble. And not only that, but he's shown that he can give you a consistent, what, like 15 and six, and he's only going to improve from that for years on. He's lengthy, he can run the floor, he can shoot. He has all the tools that you need. And I feel like that, just the way that the Cavs just progressed this year where nobody really thought the thought them was doing anything as just being like just be another rebuild in the year and now them being basically game away from being in the playoffs right now, depending on how the playing game how the last playing game in game goes, but just the fact that they have a chance to make the playoffs as it is, I feel like it I would give it to Evan Mobley. I definitely want to piggyback off uh the Cavs one. Well, I mean definitely the Cavs being at where they were. Honestly, I thought they'd be another bottom feeder team for the next 10, 15 years. But uh Evan Mobley definitely accelerated that, uh, from being mediocre to actually being a playoff team actually contending. Laj, I wanna swing it to you. Just give me your rookie of the year predictions.
2: So I was gonna pick a piggyback off Kyrie with Scottie Barnes. Um he pretty much laid it out for perfectly. I also wanted to point out kind of the kind of the 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 view Chris wanted to take as far as the Cavs as a whole but with Scotty Barnes himself when he came into the league I spoke highly of him you know I kind of went back and forth with Kyrie saying he was going to be really good and he actually pretty much over, over exceeded what I, what I expected to a point where he pretty much helped the Toronto Raptors be back to a playoff team and I feel like they'll, they'll be back to
0: a consistent playoff team as well no, absolutely. I do remember when, you know, the Raptors had picked Scottie Barnes at fourth. I really thought Jalen Suggs was the, the most appropriate pick for that team at the time. And I kind of looked down on the pick. I thought Scottie Barnes was a was a good player, had great potential, but I didn't feel like him and the Raptors would have been the team. I thought Jalen Suggs should have been that fourth pick, but he's definitely made the Raptors look like geniuses, taking them at the fourth pick.
2: It's funny you say that, Connor. because me and Curry had this conversation a couple of days ago, and I told him, like, if the Raptors would have drafted Jalen Suggs, they'll be down and out right now. It'll be, that would have probably been a, their worst pick, their worst option at that point.
0: Honestly, definitely. Uh, Mar, let me hear it, man. Rookie of the year predictions.
1: Um, I got to agree with Chris. I think Evan Mobley is uh, he's my pick for rookie of the year. Um, I just like what he brings to the table. I, you know, I don't really watch college. So, and I don't really go off of highlights because anybody looks good in highlights. But <laughs> right. from what I like is highlights. Anybody can look good. But, right. So like, right, right, Yeah, like even see, like, but you know, like Chris said, he's, a, he's he can give you fifteen and six. But like, and even, and that's just like on a on a small night. Like if he really has the ball, he's really feeling it. He can get you twenty to twenty-five and eight to ten rebounds. And it's not to really piggyback much, but it's only gonna go from there. Um I, I liked Kay Cunningham and I like Scotty Barnes, but I don't know, I just feel something different when I just feel and watch Evan Mobley uh, play.
0: Definitely that that sounds fair. I mean Evan Mobley's pretty much running away. We got two Scotty Barnes and so far two Evan Mobley, Greg. I mean I'm an Evan Mobley. I definitely think Evan Mobley deserves to be rookie of the year. He's been phenomenal from the start. To the finish, barring the injuries aside, and he's definitely contributed as a rookie to the Cavs, you know, going to the playoffs. Greg, I want to swing it to you. Who you think it is for the Year, twenty twenty
2: two? Um, honestly, I feel like
1: I want to give it like I, I hear what we're saying about like
2: um about um uh Scotty been- Barnes because I think I, I think Scotty Barnes. You
0: know, really did a lot, really impressed me this year. I think he's just a versatile, he's a versatile defender. He can take the ball up the court. He's done a lot for his team. Um, and I, I can even understand why we're giving it to Evan Mobley. Uh, I think Evan Mobley, I think the Cavs kind of fell off, but I think he's had a, a tremendous season. Um, and really like anchored that defense. I'm going to go outside of those two picks and I feel like. We are looking at the performance of the team, like, and obviously we should take that into consideration. And like, no one expected the Cavs to do what they did. So it's, it's kudos to, to the Cavs. But like, we, we also have to admit that they kind of fell off when they lost Jared Allen. So it's, uh, it told me a lot about Jared Allen's presence on that team, especially defensively, even when they still had Evan Mobley playing and like, let's not act like the Raptors were scrubs. You know, Scotty Barnes has done a lot for the team, but like the Raptors also have like a good, solid like when you got Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam, you got a chance any game. You know what I mean? And I think uh Scotty Barnes added to that. So I'm gonna go with the the, the other option, which is K Cunningham, because I, really? like I feel like K because I feel like K. If you think about it, bro, like K really had. Like he has some great, some developing talent, but it's the Detroit Pistons. And if you look at his numbers, my man is averaging 17 points a game, five, almost six rebounds a game, and six assists a game on 42% shooting, while shooting 31% from the from the field. Like, and if you look at just his past 21 games, he's averaging 21 six, uh, six and six. So it's like, I feel like. Cade gives me – Cade goes into – anytime you pay for Detroit, it's a tough situation. But I feel like Cade did something that is hard to do in the Detroit Pistons uniform, and that's giving me hope for the future. So I feel like just on the fact that he's giving me hope for the future alone, and he's putting up stellar numbers, like told me everything I needed to know about Cade. And I, I feel like he has – while he didn't start off the year – uh, because he missed. Well, he he missed like training camp, and he's been sidelined a couple times. I feel like I really like what I saw from him, and like he even. I think they beat the Sixers one game. I was like, wow, like I, I really was impressed with what I saw from him. So I'm a, I'm gonna give it to Kate because I feel like the other teams really think about it had a lot more talent to work with than than the Pistons did. No, that's definitely fair when you bring it down like that. The Pistons and. Uh, Pistons are definitely, you know, far lacking compared to the Cavs and Raptors in terms of the hold, team. Hold on one second, I gotta say something. Okay, go ahead, swing it. I feel, as though, I feel as though for the same, for like some of the reasons you said about Kade Cunningham, I feel like if that's the case, then I should have somebody else in that conversation or somebody who should be in that conversation. That's Franz Wagner because he had a very underrated rookie year that not a lot of people talked oh, about. That's a fact. Per, that's not a, not per, fact. Yeah. Is a fact. A rookie, yeah, huh? that's a fact. Yeah, it's 15 points, 46 points from the, snap the field. field. Yeah, yeah, he just lo- just on snap. the death snap. Man. Exactly, he's on Someone the death snap, man. Bro, 35 percent from three, 47 percent from the field. Not bad. I mean, like, like, I mean, that's good. Like, you can approve of. Not three, bad. Though. No, that's great. Like, that, i that, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. There, <laughs> I you. can't get a lot to you. Honestly, I didn't even think much of Franz Wagner when the Magic drafted him. I thought he'd be a nice addition. I thought he probably had to fight for playing time because they were stacked at the three position. But he—he's yeah, definitely exceeded he expectations. The he went eight. He went eight in the draft, or did he go ninth? I think he went eight in the draft, right, Kyrie? I think he went eighth in the draft.
2: Yeah, he went eighth overall, and yeah, that's crazy considering that he's not even—he wasn't even their top pick. Jalen Suggs was. Right. But the thing with Fred and a thing I'm out about Fred Warner was he did a lot of the same things in the same ways that Scotty Barnes did as an offense initiator at the at the 3 and the 4. Um he shot a lot better than Scotty Barnes. I feel like he was able to create a lot more than Scotty Barnes, but I think Scotty Barnes being the bigger body and and just having more physicality allowed him to do more in transition and create more when it came down to getting his own shot. So F for, Franz Wagner's definitely a good underrated pick. He definitely surprised me too, because I didn't think much of him coming out of Michigan. But uh just me personally. I I gotta I gotta get an edge of Scotty Burris.
0: That's right, Chris. Your school Michigan produced a nice future talent right there, man.
2: I know. We got another one that should with another award that we'll talk about in a
0: little bit. <laughs> right. So what but we're gonna move on to uh the sixth man of the year. Um uh, I definitely think uh, this is gonna be interesting. I really can't wait to hear some of you guys' opinion. Who you think should win six man of the year? I'ma swing it to Lodge first. Lodge, give me your six man of the year prediction for 2022. All I gotta do is say bull name. It's probably real. <laughs> that man, man. If anybody, if anybody <laughs> got a rebuttal, I don't get it. Listen. Listen. Chris. Talk to me, man. Who you rocking with? I mean, if, if you could consider him a sixth man, which I do, but if you can, because I know this team has had a lot of injuries, I feel like it should easily be Jordan Poole. Ooh. Personally. I, see, I got, but no, wait, 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 wait. All right, go ahead. He could be MIP, though, that, that,
2: that's more MIP than anything. Yeah, I, that's, I yeah. mean,
0: he could be both. Nah, but hold nah. on,
2: Chris. Nah, but look, but look, because I got, I got a problem with that MIP joint anyway, because don't they got well, Jolly like, as, like, number one for that joint right now? <laughs> yep. That don't make sense. If that's the I case, he
0: should be an MV, MVP candidate then. He shouldn't be in that in that category. Yeah. And man was I, a number one. He was, what was he, number one? He was number two. Zion was um, number one in the draft. Bro, was a number two pick and had a crazy season last year. It wasn't like we wasn't expecting him to go crazy again. Jordan Poole came off the bench and this became a starter and started carrying. DeJounte Murray elevated his game and carried the Spurs. Miles Bridges elevated his game. Like whoa, like. Hold on a second, lodge. I Listen, save that for the next one, but I, I see where you're going with this, and I definitely like it. But, listen, Chris, uh, you said Jordan Poole, if you want to consider him. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you should consider him a six-man, because again, the only reason he started a lot of games this year is because the Warriors were injured a in lot. So obviously, if you have injured players in the start of the lineup, you put your six-man in to start. That's just how, that's just how normal basketball rotation is. But, like Lodge said, there were games where, Steph Curry or Clay Thompson did not show up or didn't play and Jordan Poole will still carry the Warriors. So, I mean, I feel like he should be up there. All right. Listen, Greg, talk to me. Who, who's your six man D? I'm going to say all this right now. I had no clue who was even six man contention. So I had to do research on this and I'm not going to lie to you. The internet convinced me. I and mean, of course, of course, of course they said, of course I was hearing the talent hero argument. But oh, we, uh, can we, are we gonna overlook what Kevin Love has meant to the Cavaliers this year? Uh, Kevin Love, God. Kevin Love you you done. Done, oh, Kevin, you listen, I mean, let me, okay. let, let me read these numbers to you gang. Let me read these numbers Cause he's coming off the bench. Cause he's coming off the oh, bench for me. Let me no, read no, these numbers. No, 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 no. Brother is averaging 22 and 11 mm. and played 74 games this year mm. at age 33. We said Love is not putting up 22-11 for the whole season, I guarantee you, right now. I'm <laughs> Yo, it on Yo. Says, yo it's, it's, it's it's a, say, say, it
2: says. It says. It says. Wait, Lodge. Wait, Lodge. Wait, right wait, wait Lodge, eleven. Yo,
0: wait, 22 22 11. No. It says per 36 while playing in the most games. Oh, per Per 36. 36. Per 36. <laughs> <What you mean? laughs> <What's so laughs> oh, Greg, come on, man. Come on, man. My fault, gang. That's why you don't do quick Google searches. My fault, gang. I thought it was actual.
2: And Kevin Love, by the way, is put up 13 to 7. I don't know. Ah! Alright, All oh, right,
1: fine. Alright,
0: fine. Alright, fine. Let me go in. the- load thing. of barnacles. Barnacles. Right, my fault. My fault, gang. Let me, put, go, let me go in another direction, cause I've been thinking about this too. I-, I thought you was gonna say Tyrese Maxey, to be honest with you. That's really what I thought nah, you were gonna say. Nah, gang. Mean. Sorry. Uh I, 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 yeah. I'ma go go with Cam Johnson. I'ma just say that. Okay. I think Cam John I think Cam Johnson, you know what I'm saying he plays for the he Cam Johnson be stabbing low key. And when I seen that game where they didn't have um when he's the one time he started and they didn't have uh who were they playing? I forget who they were playing, but they didn't have they were playing the Knicks. And they didn't have uh uh Chris CP like and it. they didn't have Booker. And he had the game winner, he had like 30-something. And if you look at his, his jaw, he, uh, he's shooting like 42% from the field. And, uh, he like, I don't know. I just feel like he just needs to get some like consideration. I just haven't heard his name in my limited of hearing about, I've just been hearing so much about Tyler Hero that I haven't heard about Cam Johnson at all. Okay. Uh, Mar, I want to swing it to you. Who's your sixth man of
1: the year? Talk to me. I just, man. What is Superman? He's a hero. He's a hero, right? Oh man, he's a. Uh, That's all you
2: gotta say, bro.
1: (laughs) That's that's all, man. Superman (laughs) is a hero. As Tyler Hero is the sixth man, like. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Kyrie,
2: talk to me, man. Tyler Hero, it's Tyler Hero, and nobody else even gets consideration. Tyler Hero's putting up damn near twenty-one points a game off the bench, five boards, four dimes and shooting 40% from the three-point line. And it's the, part of the reason why Miami's number one in the East right now. They have the most lethal bench in the league combined with him, Max Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo now, P.J. Tucker, and Tyler Harrell's the head man of that. And I I, I just don't see how you even cast a vote for anybody else at this point. I mean, his game is self-explanatory. You've seen the growth from last year. And he didn't even play that bad last year. And he just took his game to a whole other level, and showing that he he's a starter caliber player. But he just fits in the Miami system so well. He he can come off the he can come off the bench and still give you starter minutes, and uh, give you starter points, and give you the clutch baskets that you need at the end of the game. And he can he can he can fill in those parts because Jimmy Butler doesn't really do that. So yeah, I don't, I don't really see how you, how you pick anybody else. It's Tyler Hero, the Superman superhero
0: Tyler Hero, six man of the year. All right. Now, we go on to the controversial one. Lodge is starting to get off on it. The most improved player. Actually, I want to swing it to Chris first. Chris, give me your thoughts on the most improved player for 2022 and why he should win that award. Well, like Lodge said, I definitely don't agree with Ja because we all knew Ja could do this. Like, Ja doing what he's done is not surprising to anybody that watches basketball. So I feel like him being the favorite to win is just – It's just terrible. So if I were to pick, I'm stuck between two, but I'm gonna give the edge to Jordan Poole, but I think the one who should win it is still Miles Bridges. Mmm. I feel like, I mean, he turned down 60 billion and I see why he turned down 60
2: billion. Sorry. This year proved that he's worth more than 60 million, than a 60 million dollar contract.
0: I mean, he's making money from his rap career, so you know, listen. Right, but, I it's just like, but, <laughs> way, but I mean, like, at first... Ain't no way. he came in, Ain't he, no, he said that you know. on the TV. <laughs> like, he was just known for Doug when he first came in. Now he can... Now he's a scorer. He's a legit scorer while still having that athleticism. Okay. Miles Bridges. That's where we're going with. Lodge, talk to
2: me. I, listen, my man's kiss already gave the whole case for my dog. But... Actually, no, nah, I, I ain't even gonna say the other name because I'm a, somebody else gonna bring him up. But I'm a with Miles Bridges.
0: Miles Bridges, that's who you're rocking with. Craig, I mean Kyrie, talk to me. Who's your Who's your most improved?
2: My most improved player is Dejounte Murray, and it's sickening to me that he's not getting a lot more consideration for this, considering the fact he's damn near playing up a triple double.
0: Who's your most improved
2: player? The way he's grown his game, the way he's been able to become a a number one option and the number one, uh, the number one scoring player for a team to be able to shoot from the perimeter when that was his main weakness coming out of college. He cleaned the turnovers up and he's become one of the best makers in the league with borderline scrubs. Borderline scrubs.
0: I mean, he he's got some. Let me. Kelvin Johnson's a nice piece. I mean, you know,
2: he, he tells- I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrespect the Spurs young players like that because guys like Josh Prado, right, like you right, said, right, Kelvin right. Johnson, um, Jakob has been playing well. They 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 got some nice young pieces, but this is a rebuilding team, and he's really stepped up and show to be the leader of that team. And right. I, I, whoever pop, I don't know if Pop's retiring after this season or next season, but whoever he leaves that, that team to is in good hands because they got Jontae Murray. He, he, he
0: sure do. I mean, Mar, I'm going to swing it to you. Talk to me. Who Who's your most improved, man? Let me hear
1: it. My most improved, bro. I'm, this is just like a personal thing. Like, mm. this, this is a personal pick because I didn't think this man was going was gonna to do what he did. Talk to but me. I, I don't know if I can. All right, I'm going to just say my personal thing, but I'm going to give my real one. Right. Say your personal so, thing. I want to shout out. Has Scott Siakam because y'all might have seen it coming, but I told everybody that man was was not well was deserved. Shout out was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> was was not mm-hmm. it, and all he did was mm-hmm. spin moves last year. But he he's he's, he's, he's he still he's him. still
0: doing
1: he's still doing he he's still doing, it. but he actually got a move to it now. Like, but that's that's near that's the here, here. But um, yeah, I am gonna go with uh, DeJounte Murray. That 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 man is. I don't I I don't know how he's doing what he's doing with uh the team that he's trying to work with now. Like the the fact that you can call him for almost a triple double every night is just mm-hmm. showing how much responsibility that he's taking on no matter who he's playing and yeah, just Dejounte Murray. All right, last but not least Greg, talk to me.
0: Who's your most improved player? of twenty twenty two. Mateo, is right now. Oh man. DeJounte Murray is a great pick. Mm. And we have given and he is a first time all star. But I'm going to say the name of a second first time all star who I think the first time also who who deserves as much credit for the Cav's success as we as as much love as we were given to Evan Mobley. Bro, it's got to be Darius Garland, bro. Garland, Darius Garland oh, yeah. is good. Uh, yeah, Darius Garland scored 14 last the other night in a close loss to the. That's next. another great pick. No, it is. D- Darius Garland is a bucket. No, long have mercy. Yes, and not to, not to mention the fact that he was supposed to come in and we forget like there was Colin Sexton, There was Ricky what? Rubio at the time. Bro, it don't matter who's been in the lineup. Darius Garland been putting up numbers. Hamburg I mean, the brother, like, the more usage you gave him, the more he produced. He's a, he's a bucket, and I feel like he put on for Cleveland this year. So, De'Jounte Murray's a great choice, and he did, like like you said, we came to realize over the course of the season, he had less to work with than Darius Garland, for sure. But, Darius Garland got the, got the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs, and let's be real, who who has them in position to make it to the playoffs. And if we came into this season, I'm going stacked. I don't know anybody that had that. So the brothers got to get a, at least a shout out. Huh? Right. No, definitely well-deserved. Definitely. He was the guy I forgot. The Cavs, uh, I, you tend to forget about the Cavs when LeBron's not on the team. But I feel like this season, now the Cavs definitely earned the respect around the league. And I'd say for some fans, you know, just that what they was able to transform themselves into. So there's Garland. Definitely. There I is talk Garland about. got LeBron talking about something. Maybe I could call back. I, it, it's not <laughs> out the possibility. That's all I need to know. Oh, the, ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But hey, you know what? But listen, but that that is the most improved. So we're going to move on to the next award. And I definitely want to hear you guys thought defensive player of the year. Who in your opinion deserves to be the defensive player of the year? Kyrie, I'm going to start it off with you. Talk to me. Who's your defensive player of the year?
2: Uh So uh, this one was kind of hard. I went back and forth a lot with this one. Um, A big part of me wants to give it to Mikel Bridges. Even though he's, he's, he's just averaging over a steal again, he's not averaging over a block a game like a lot of guys are, along with that steal. But just the way he disrupts a lot of teams' offense, and the way he's able to create offense from them deflections and from just them, them hustle plays and th- th- that get the Suns out in transition or get Chris Paul that extra possession he needs to, to make a play at the end of a clutch game. And those, even though it doesn't show up in the stat sheet all the time, those are key plays as to why the Phoenix Suns are the number one team in the, in, in the NBA right now. So I gotta give him consideration, but I also gotta give a big shout out to Jared Jackson who's completely evolved this game. And, uh, took a back seat from trying to be, a, a, I would say a more prominent scorer next to Jock, which he doesn't need to be because Jock can handle it on his own. But just becoming one of the best defensive players in the league this past season, putting up over two blocks a game. And I think he finished with the most total blocks, if not the second most total blocks in the league this season. And he's a bit of, the, he's been a big part as to why the Memphis Grizzlies are the second best team in the West right now and have one of the most lethal defenses and are poised to make a, a, a big playoff run. So, It's a toss up between them two. Um, me personally, just if if I have to give you an answer, my, I personally lead towards Jared Jackson. But either one of those two guys got out. I couldn't be mad. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Jared Jackson definitely is a
0: choice that, you know, uh, some people definitely have in their, you know, in their candidacy for defensive player of the year. Greg, who's your defensive player of the year? Who you believe should win it? I'm gonna go based off of what what Lodge said, um, and I'm gonna go in the opposite direction. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's Mikhail, bro. I feel like
2: Oh, I'm, I'm Kyrie, president. by the way, bro. Nice to meet you. Oh my fault.
0: Oh my fault, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't near my drone. I'm sorry, uh, Kyrie, <laughs> good, appreciate bro. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, Kyrie, uh, the uh, I, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with uh, Mikhail Bridges. I feel like. Mikel is like he gets his props. He's getting get more props recently, but I feel like over the year um over the past year, he uh like over the years I just feel like he hasn't gotten to just do. I feel like he takes on the the assignment of most of the time of like the the toughest assignment on the, on, on the opposing team. He hasn't missed a game since he stepped on, into the NBA. Like Mikhail's like that. He's improved his three point shooting. Well, it doesn't even matter. But I'm the that the, the, the offensive part doesn't matter. We're talking about defense later. But I feel like he's a huge while while there's been fluctuations in the lineup, while there's been people that have been injured, the most consistent person has been Mikhail Bridges. I don't even know what his stats are, but I know that with his presence on the court is invaluable. Like I, like I don't I don't have the stats to back it up. I, I really don't have anything else to say on it. But I feel like it has to be, it has to be M- Mikael. Like I, I, really feel like his pre, like, cause what are you gonna have CP3 running the best player? I don't feel like it could be Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton will get just get just as exposed as um as Rudy Gobert, and uh, and maybe Jay Crowder could step up and, and guard somebody. But Mikael's length. His ability to, like, and his size gives me the ability to guard one through five and force into action, and I gotta give it to him. Special shout out to Marcus, special shout out to, uh, to Marcus Smart though. I feel like Marcus Smart doesn't get a lot of love, but he's a huge reason why that defense turned around too. Um and if, and if they, it, it would be, if it was, okay, I'm just gonna stop it too. I was gonna keep going, but that's fine. All right. Chris, I going to swing to you. Defensive player of the year, talk to me. I mean, Greg kind of got me start, got kind of got started, so I'm just continuing with. I feel like Marcus Smart, and I think it's for all the reasons that great point that for the reason that great pointed out, just the fact that how he just turned this defense around and how at the beginning of the year we didn't even think that they were going to be a playoff team. They looked that bad, but now all of a sudden they're they're top three in the East, and I think this again, I think this shows the importance of Marcus Smart now because. For a while now when they were losing earlier in the year, I was one of the people thinking that, okay, this core needs to, they need to break up this core. It's obviously not working. I mean, you can keep J- Jason Tatum and you got to move Jalen Brown Marcus Smart because it's just not working anymore. But the fact that he was just able to bring the guys together, he calls him out of the media all the time, but he knows the right thing to say and not like that. But he's also, he's, he's like a better Pat Bev outside because ah. he, he's very scrappy, but also he, he, there are some games where he can shoot like, where he can shoot 40 percent for three, where he can make a lot of the threes. and the fact that he's just proved how valuable he is again, I think it proved, I think it just shows that he should be defensive player of the year. Okay, that's definitely sound. Yeah. and Marky Smart, you know definitely uh, his career, in my opinion has definitely been interesting because in college he was a scorer. He was a two-way player, he was able to score and he's able to defend. Then he got to the NBA, the scoring wasn't mentioned as to what it was in college, but he was still able to leave his mark in the league in a defensive end. And that's definitely been, you know, his calling card, and that's why the Celtics are currently at the success they have right now. Lodge, I want to swing it to you. Talk to me. Who's your defensive player of the year, man?
2: So, I was pretty torn, and when I first actually got the news, like, Marcus Smart was actually, like, in high running for it, I was kind of like, I was annoyed because I fake wanted DeJounte Murray to get it or like Michael. But now that I look back at it and as again with the Greg and Chris points, I do feel like Marcus Smart does have a good chance of getting it.
0: All right, that's Marcus Smart seems like he might run away with this award, but we'll see. I mean Mar, who you rocking
1: with? Marcus Smart? Or you looking at somebody else? Michael Burgess. Um yeah. For a guy that doesn't, that hasn't missed a game and he takes on the best offensive assignment and uh, he's, he's just, I'm sorry, I lost what I was about to say. He doesn't, he doesn't miss games, he guards the best offensive player and he doesn't, he just, he just doesn't stop, like, he doesn't have an off switch on defense and he's always, he like, it's just when, when you watch him play, not only DeAndre Ayan, cause he's the center, but he, he's, he's the guy that's switching. He's calling out the switches. He's paying attention to everything. He rotates. He's meeting people at the rim. Like, he's, he's making those adjustments. So, I just feel like that's a guy that you have to go with in this situation. Cause he's like, the overall defender. Alright. Okay. And that concludes
0: the defensive player of the year predictions. We were going to do the coach of the year, but Monty Williams as the Phoenix Suns that won that award. I think he should have won the award between him and the Memphis really Taylor Jenkins. Uh, but Monty Williams led the Suns to the best record. So we're going go to go up. Can I ask something real quick? Don't say dot represent. Oh no. <laughs> no, he can go. Um, the, the craziest thing, bro, about McHale, bro, is I went to school with McHale's younger brother. And when we were, like, growing up, Mikael, like, I mean, his younger brother's name is uh, Jack. And his, and his brother, we'd be in a class together. And he would be like, yo, like, my brother about to be crazy. Like, I'm telling you, my brother about to be crazy. And, like, he would say this while we would be hooping. He would be like, oh, yeah, all right, bro. Like, I got you. Like, say no more. Like, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. And then, bro, ended up going to I ended up going to Nova. And I'm like, Bridges? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Full I just circle. Was full full circle, circle. Moment, so, so yeah, his brother looks like though. Anyway, I digress. Just wanted to share that. Point. No, definitely, uh, uh, you know, interesting point. So that's really dope. Comes in full circle. All right, but now we're gonna go to the, the meat and potatoes, the main appetizer, the one countless debates have been going on outside, out off off the air. MVP, most valuable player. Now. Lodge. I'ma swing this to you, man. Talk to me. Give me it. <laughs> give me it, Chris. Don't say that yet. Yeah, live my bed, Lodge. No, nah, cause I don't even wanna
2: like, this, 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 this isn't my argument. I, I, I just stand on, on the, on the, on the bleachers and watch and laugh. So all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna take Chris, man, Jokic. I just want, <laughs> I just want Chris to lay it all out for, for his guy.
0: So, all right oh wait all right chris lay it down uh break it down break it down your man your, your team your favorite team in the league the biggest fan in the world i mean what, what is there what what is there that hasn't been said about Jokers that i need to repeat i mean again the fact that this man as unathletic as he is cannot be stopped no matter what you do that's true he does things that centers aren't supposed to do and i don't what was the last time we ever saw center do, do the things that he does? For example, um, the fact that he's top ten and he's top ten off in all the offensive categories, which goes for shooting percentages, points, rebounds, assists—all that and no one else is. Mm. Thank, thank you. Emphasize that again.
2: No mm. one else is.
0: Say it again live. Say it again. The, nah, but hold on, hold on, Chris. I mean, hold on. As a matter of fact, I, I want to do a quick little dunk right quick.
1: Mm.
0: And Embiid only averaged three more points than that man. Oh. Mm. So, you mm. know, if anything, if you want MVP, that means you, you you want the scoring title. That's it. You ain't no MVP because you averaged three more points in the man. I'm sorry. Hey, brother, are we going to let, are we just going, are we going to save <laughs> just the hey, point cool. or, for, for, for Jokic or are you trying to argue against MVP? We just want to know who your pick was. Hey, God bless you though. You be easy, alright? God bless. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, also with that,
1: again, he put in,
0: Like, we saw Jokic do this in the playoffs last year, but we didn't expect him to have to play the entire year without his two co-stars. And the fact that, again, he's basically elevated the Nuggets to get into the playoffs, and although they're going to be in a tough matchup against the Warriors, a lot of people are thinking they can pull off this upset. So the fact that they even considered beating the Warriors in the playoffs right now with this team just shows the importance of Jokic. Like they said, without Jokic, what are the Denver Nuggets? Mm. And even if Michael Jr. and Jamal Murray were playing, they would not be, no one close to the same thing they are with Jokic. Okay. So, so let me ask you, Chris, before I swing it to Greg, uh, how far is your MVP taking the Nuggets in the playoffs? What, what's the ceiling for the Nuggets team? Oh, second round exit. I mean, you can only get so far when you're missing your two other main catalysts. Right. So, okay. I mean, I think he, now, I seen it last year. Jokic can win them a series. Now, albeit they played a different team last year in the first round than playing this year, they're playing a much better team. Last year they played the Portland Trailblazers, and they just and it was just a Dame show. This year they got the Golden State Warriors, but as a right, but they've been dealing with injuries all year. And Steph Curry, we don't know how he's going to come back. We don't know how Clay Thompson is going to perform. We don't know how Andrew Wiggins is going to perform. So because of all, all this uncertainty going on Golden State, even though that they might they're probably considered the favorites right now, a lot of a lot of Experts also saying like watch out because the Nuggets could actually pull off this upset. Now when it gets to the second round, it's going to get a little bit more challenging because you got to play the winner of Memphis and who's, I, who's, I know, whoever Memphis plays, I forgot. Um, oh, the Timberwolves. Okay. So, but but and that's a different matchup when you're playing the Grizzlies. But again, from what they have right now, I feel like every, I feel like Jokic has shown that he's he should be a back-to-back MVP. And. Okay. And, man, and, once, and, and once he wins the back, to, and once he wins the MVP award, and mm. B will be the second best center. No uh-huh. question about it. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Listen, all right, Chris, you made some strong statements, had some valid points with some facts. Greg, I'm swinging to you, man. What's your counter argument today? Who do you have as your MVP? Come on, man. Do you even gotta ask me? Well, I even gotta ask you. All right, talk. Hey, what? hey. hey. Listen, our, our general audience that watches knows how I'm rocking. I'm taking the Cameroonian, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that had the zero to one I uh, that had the five hundred like well, I forget what the odds were at the beginning of the season. But it was like it was like 175 to 1 to win the MVP at the start of the year. Let me tell you something. Mm. The 76ers Joel and B were counted out at the beginning of the year. I'm gonna say it again. The 76ers and Joel and B were counted out at the beginning of the year. All right? Let's break it down for a second. It down. Let's since you want to come after Joel and B in and making your argument for uh for Jokic, let's talk about Jokic for a second. All right. It's Denver. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching Denver on a night-to-night basis. That, oh. that's, that's one. Hold on. What do I mean? Greg, what do you mean by that?
2: You're crazy if you, if you not if you not trying to tune in and watch Jokic every night, bro. You're crazy. I'm okay. sorry. Thank okay. You, okay, okay. Okay. Listen. Listen. <laughs> you, yes, listen. Yo, you really just me violated. Me like there, you really just me just me violated. I huh? I and, what I,
0: and I know how you're trying to take it. That's not what I mean, though. What I what? mean is that, like, what I mean is that, like, Jokic is in a smaller market, and so you just aren't watching. You aren't pulling up different Nuggets game or the regular. Like you know, what I'm saying if it's a nationally televised game, sure, but you not saying. But I, but, but I, have to ask you, I am so gotta, done. Hold, hold, what, what, hold, what, hold, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. Wait, huh? What, what, gonna, I mean, be, what I mean, mean by that is, there could have been issues that arose within the Denver Nuggets, uh, within Nuggets, within the Denver Nuggets that transpired throughout the season. We wouldn't, I, I, but like, we wouldn't necessarily be. The media won't be on it. 24-7, 365, but like, could have been issues, da da We wouldn't know. Because it's different. It right the only reason why, like you said, why, why someone would watch it is because of Jokic. Love this me. man, Joel Embiid, had the world watching him in Philadelphia, day in, day out, with his best civics They wanted to get some snippets. They wanted to see if he would crack. They wanted to see if his team would fall. Let me tell you something.
1: Let me tell you something. Where are you this going guy, with this?
0: That's why I'm saying.
1: What do you mean, Where by are my you going team? with this for, for most valuable player?
0: That's, that's fine. Not only did it the Sixers, like you're you making a the,
1: case for Jokic. <laughs> no.
0: What I'm saying is Joel Embiid had unrealistic expectations coming into the season, and he still performed. The Sixers were counted out. We can look at the beginning of the year. Wait, I heard ahead. a lot Wait. of snack talk. Yes. Right. Before you continue, let me. So, what does Joel does? That's so. Chris brought up some facts about Jokic being okay. top. 10 right, that's thing? fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Le, all right. No, that's fine. So, 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 Chris. So, 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 what does Joel okay, do? So, so, Period. Jokic, it pass so the passing, so, so. Chris made a great point that Joel indeed is. I mean, uh, that Jokic is top ten. Is the only top ten player in assists, rebounds, and points. All right. I'm. I'm gonna tell Chris. Respectfully, I understand, and assisting is important. Don't get me wrong. But Joel would be the top ten in points and assist points and rebounds. Okay? Like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like outland, like Joel is not also in the top ten too in those categories. It's just assists, right? Mm. I can jo- Jokic is superior is a superior passer. I got nothing against the brother. Hey, brother, kudos. You understand? saying? Pass it a rock. God bless. I'll raise you. I'll I'll see your assists. And I'll raise you your, the de- on the defensive end because when Joel Embiid is on the court, is off the court from the 76ers, they are they are the 23rd best defensive team in the league. When Joel Embiid is on the court, they are a top five defense in the league. So you can have, I, I get you, but let's not act like that d- d- defense is something to scoff about here. And like, just because he's just a better passer, and I understand Jokic is is a better defender now than he was before, but it, but if you had to make the choice between Joel Embiid and, and Jokic, it's not even close. And let's be real, let's be real about that, okay? It's Joel Embiid. He put
2: the not even close. It's wow. Not close, it's not I mean,
0: close. you know it's what? Not close. Not even close. It's not close, gang. It's not close. And I said it. Let it be recorded. You it's up not up close. <laughs> right it's right not thing, close. Man. It's
1: not
0: close. It's not close. Him. Hey, hey. Audience. Audience. Read my I wish you y'all could read my lips right now. It's oh. not close. But okay? you, it's, wait, so this is this, so this is what I, I got from what you're saying. Joel's the superior defender. He's the superior scorer. And that's why you're taking Joel over your and they're and, there, and they're and they're and they're and points. they're uh, by three points. No, <laughs> by at, by an, hold on, by an average of three points a game. And don't get me wrong. And, and Joel. Bro, hold on, listen, hold on, listen, hold on, listen, hold on. listen. Wait, hold, hold on, on, Greg. Go ahead, lie. Go ahead, Lodge.
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause you talked enough, bro, about your market values and who <laughs> watched what. Anyways. And don't you forget
0: it. You were talking about
2: points. No, hold on, no. Fucking
0: three more points than him, but Jokic is, is responsible for at least 110 points a game. Next! Okay. Okay. How are you countering that? It's simple, okay. bro. Let me say something. Let me say something. We're talking about scoring. Joella Embiid. Let Won't get you dives all the time, bro. I'm now I ask something? Joella scored. Wait. No, y- I, y- y- I want to make sure y'all
1: say it wrong. Y- y- wait, Mark. Go yeah. ahead. Ask your question, Mark. Ask your question, Mark. Mm-hmm. Like, everything Greg is saying, he's talking about this defense, this, this, and all that. When the Nuggets and the Sixers played, and oh. Jokic. won. The game, he had 22 and 13, and Joel was 34 and 9. Joel had five Ooh. fouls. You talk about this defense? Hmm. He had five fouls against the man. All them points with an L. With an L. You, you said all them
0: points with an he, L. He, he let's, 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 let's be real. Let's be real. Who, who was, was, was the best player on the court that night? And it wasn't Yo-Kiss. It wasn't Jokish. It it wasn't was. Jokish. And it, it wasn't was. Joel was. and D. It was Bones. It was Bones. It was Bones. How? It was Bones. I'm you nah, punches bro, your, your man bro, stuff of the nah. glass, son, for the game. Bro, bro, bro. I, I bro, don't even bro. know You're what happened when the Bucks played the Nuggets, bro. I don't even know what happened when the Bucks played the Nuggets. When the, why? Because no one cares. the when 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 when, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. God bless. Please. <laughs> all right. That's all you that's you saying. The MVP and, people watch them more. That's nutty, no. bro. That's nutty. No. No. Jokic is an MVP. I'm just telling you that the world is always on the sixes. Anytime I could go weeks without hearing from the Nuggets, but let look. Joel Embiid sneezed the wrong way. Everybody's in the comments. The well, the
2: there's a re- but there's a but reason
0: why everybody's focused on the Sixers. There's a okay, reason why. Okay, and he went out and performed. He's a sco- he led the league in scoring. He's f- the first. He's the first center to win the scoring title since Shack. He's the, fr- he's, he's, had the okay. this- okay. he's had the most forty and ten games this. He's had the most forty and ten games this year. The most in NBA history. Okay, so, okay. I, so let's, so let's not sit here and act like Joel is a scrub. And I'm not saying y'all saying that Joel is a scrub. I'm not saying that. Let me take that back. I'm not saying that y'all saying Joel is a scrub. I'm just saying let, like he did all that while having the world on his back. Then he was his co-star, didn't show up on the team and he still went out and bought out. Then when the co-star that was supposed to replace him showed up, he's averaging, he for the last Five to six games, he's nineteen of sixty from the field, and Joel right. is still killing them. Like, come on, bro! Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Bro, which is good. Thanks, up, thanks, I, 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 can I ask something? Wait, Chris. Here's Chris, the, wait. My... Up. You know, Joel is the first player in NBA history to score two thousand points, have thousand rebounds, and thousand assists in the same year. She's gonna break up first. Oh.
1: But no, wait, wait, Chris. I you wanna bring up know. first? No, no. no. We he said. said like, he said Joel was the first scoring center to lead the league in scoring since Shaq, but. Jokic was the first center in the league to MVPs and shit. Ooh. It's nice. And the no only so, reason, and so let's exactly. be real, let's be real, it would have been a, a more of a competitive
0: risk last year if Joelle and B didn't get hurt. But he's healthy man, <laughs> Stelaris. <Still a Reese. laughs> okay, I understand. Yeah, you
2: can say That's... that about a lot of things when it comes to Joel Embiid's well, career. I... You can't say that when it comes to Jokic. Okay, I
0: understand. And let's, but, let, but let's, but let's, let's, let, 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 let's be real. This is like, like, you can say all that, but if we're talking about from the context of this season, like, Jokic only played, like, six more games than Joel Embiid. I think Jokic has 74. Y- Joel Embiid has 68. I mean, yeah, without his two
2: co-stars as well, the same <laughs> argument you're making for Joel
0: Embiid. I'm, for- I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, no, no, no. No, no, no. See, you're, you're mistaking me, bro. I acknowledge the fact that Jokic had, didn't have all those things. But y'all say it for Jokic. Like Joel and B was just playing
2: with all these NBA All stars. You say you acknowledge it, but at the same I, time you discredit it by saying nobody is tuning in to watch the Denver Nuggets every night. I don't know what type of ball fan I, no, you are. Listen, but no, I'm watching listen. I'm watching the Denver Nuggets every night, not just because of the Holyoke. But because I'm he does that, with that entire team and how much better he makes them. You see he's nice Aaron push. Gordon, Will Barton, Bob Island. Like, Island. Like come on. Oh, he's making all these guys I'm look not, like, Monty Morris. He's making on, all I'm these not, guys look so much better than what you you see them on a season in or season out bases and you, can't say you can't say that about Joellen B the, best, the only player that's taking, taking a step up on that Sixers team outside who, of Joellen B Tyrese and is Tyrese Max not so Tobias him. Harris nobody else
0: okay go ahead Greg alright what's your count Joel so Joellen B doesn't have that
2: same impact he doesn't make the players around him better oh my Okay, that's Kyrie's that statement. For real, and for you, and listen. I mean, you can't that, say that. That's all goes you, to listen, say that you wanna, your statement you, that, that if you, that if you Joel want to the, make the hold and, on, hold, and hold and on, on hold hold in on. the same category, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Okay, I'm I'm saying on the defensive end, I'm taking Joel, and it's not close, and I and I stand by that. I'm all saying if you want right to make the argument that that if you want to make the argument that Jokic helps his players offensively to like uh, make them better offensively bro you got that the assists speak for themselves but if we're talking about like if you want to mention the assists then we also have to mention the defense and from the defensive perspective in terms of the defense i just gave you a stat that said they went from 23 to top five i don't know what else i could what else you need from me The, 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 the impact is different but the impact is felt you feel me so I don't know what you, like, I don't know what what else I can say to you. Like, you giving me all these offensive stuff. I'll tell you the defensive stuff. They're two different parts of the game, but they still impact at the end of the day. I'm telling you how he his presence is felt. Like, what you okay. mean? Like, I don't, I don't right. Yeah, I
2: mean, I'm not just good at the fact that Joel's presence is felt. Yeah, the man's putting them damn near 30 a game. He's getting his boards. But at the same time, he doesn't lead his team, and he doesn't make his team better in the same form, in the same way that Nikola Jokic does. And that, to me, is more credible when it comes to talking MVP. Your, your defensive talk, that's more credible to me when it comes to talking defensive player of the year. We're not talking defensive player of the year. We're talking about the most valuable player to their team. And it's with the way he raises their level, his level of talent for all the players on that team. That's that everybody basketball, to
0: come, basketball comes to two things. It comes down to two things at the end of the day. Offensive defense, right? So you explain to me why off your helps the team become better offensively. I've given you the reasons why 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 Joel Embiid helps the team defensively. You're right. There is no offensive player of the year. But if Jokic had we're, that, Jokic
2: we're, we're not Jok- a, see this is the problem though. I'm not arguing as as when it's coming to offense versus defense. I'm arguing as I'm arguing towards who has the better impact on their team as a whole. And you you can't you can't convince me that it's Joel and over Nicole Jokic with what they were given this season. Okay, wait. So Kyrie, okay.
0: so all right, Greg, you said enough. You made some strong. Yeah, no,
2: sticks.
0: I'm good. Solid points, Uh Mar. I ain't even get to you yet, Mar. Uh Talk to me. Who's your who, who? Who's your MVP?
1: The center in Denver.
0: The yeah, man, <laughs> Kyrie. I'm guessing you're going with Yogis too. Uh,
2: You've got to ask me at this point, bro. Like, you know, all right, so so Greg.
0: All right, all right, so. Yogis, alright, so we'll, so we'll see, uh, the MVP, we'll see, they'll, will rightfully get announced during the playoffs at some time. But speaking of the playoffs, we're gonna talk about the first round that's gonna be starting on Saturday, this Saturday coming up, and I wanna start with the Easter Conference, and we're gonna give our predictions for each matchup of who we think is gonna move on to the second round. So I do wanna start off with, of course, I wanna start in the Easter Conference, and I wanna start with the Sixers personally. Cause, you know, it's my team. I want to start with the Sixers versus Raptors. I think this is probably one of the most interesting games and matchups. Uh, who do you have, guys, winning from the Raptors and Sixers and how many games do you think it'll take for that particular team to go to the second round? Is it a seven-game series or five-game series? I want to swing it to Chris.
2: Oh, go ahead, Kyrie. You want to go ahead? Go ahead, Kyrie. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to get my answer real quick. I, I, I know there's going to be a war, but uh, I got the Toronto Raptors winning the seven games.
0: Oh. And, and <laughs> Start it
2: off, okay? I think, one, I think Pascal Sayakum, of course, is going to be a big part of that. Fred Van Vliet and his playoff, uh, his playoff experience is going to be a big part of that, too. I think he's going to raise his game, too. But I think the X Factor is going to be my man, Scotty Barnes, who's also going to win Rookie of the Year. I think Scotty Barnes' switchability is going to give the Sixers problems, along with their other guys, like OG and the newbie, Chris Boucher, Pascal Sayakum as well. I think they're just going to smother the 76ers and they're not going to get the clean looks that they want. And I just think, the I, I, one, with James Harden, I don't think he's going to be able to, one, keep up with that level of, of defensive intensity because he hasn't done it since he's been with the Sixers so far. Those teams that get up into you, those teams that have the switchable, those switchable guys, where no matter what screen you're coming off of, you have a guy that's 6'8 with a 6'10 wingspan on you, he hasn't performed well against. And that's the Toronto Raptors to the T. And I just don't see him having a good series. And Joel B can't do it by himself. Yeah, he's he's gonna kill Ken Birch. He's gonna kill Pascal Siakam like he always does. But again, that's not gonna be enough. You gotta account for Tyrese Maxey. He you have a lot of guys that can guard him to Gary Transfer the world. Um the Fred Van Vliet. It's gonna be a lot for the 76ers to handle. And I just don't think with what they have right now and how weak their bench is, they're gonna be able to I don't think they're gonna be able to keep up with the, the Toronto Raptors.
0: Okay. Uh all right, man. I, at the X factor is the rookie. Okay, that's definitely interesting. I think Scotty Boris to step up to the plate. Chris, I'm going to swing it to you. First round matchup of the Sixers and Toronto. I mean, who, who you have winning that series and how many games you think it's going to take? Oh, I got Toronto and six and I'm explain why basically. I feel like it's for a couple of reasons. One, Toronto has all the assets that play to the Sixers weakness. The Raptors, the Raptors can go deep to the bench and still, and still play strong. The Sixers can't do that. The Raptors can beat you with perimeter shooting. The Sixers can't do that. Mm. Yes, and I feel like even with Joel, I feel like Joel Embiid has to elevate his game, and I don't even know how it's possible to do. I feel like he can average 40 and 20, and it still won't be enough. Wow. And, I feel, and it's just a couple of reasons. For one, when you go to Toronto, Matisse Stavro isn't playing because he's not vaccinated. So now you're going to be out at your best perimeter defender, and you're going to need Danny Green to play what, 30, 40 minutes at what, at what, age 35? You know we can't do that. So, not, like that. <laughs> now, not only that, but we don't know what James Harden we're going to get yet. Oh, man. Don't... And that's going to be the the difference maker. That's going to either make it a competitive series or an easy series for the Raptors, I think. If James Harden plays the way he's been playing for the past month for the Sixers, they ain't going nowhere. Hmm. All right, no, Chris, you gave some really strong points. Uh, l- listen, Lodge, talk to me. Raptors, Sixes, uh, <laughs> Raptors and Six, Raptors and Six, Mar, Harden gonna crumble by like game three. <laughs> All right, man, stop jinxing us, Mar,
1: talk to me. Bro, it's really hard to go with. I'ma just be the one to just say sixers and seven. But, I'm not, I'm not gonna be surprised if y'all lose. All right, you won't be shocked if we lose. Greg, the fact that I say game seven means it could go either way.
0: That is true. That is true. Greg. Greg. Last but not least, talk to
1: me. If I keep it a game with you, if it
0: wasn't, if, uh, uh, I'm already blanking on the defensive specialist name. that's gonna be out. Y'all just said it. Um the defensive specialist is gonna be out. Matisse, you don't even know your yeah. old man name. Matisse. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry,
0: but I'm sorry, gang. It's, been, it's been a long day, gang. Please. Uh if Matisse is out, if Matisse wasn't out, honestly, I would say it would be it will be over in five or six. But because Matisse is out,
1: I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go with game seven.
0: Game seven back in Philly. We got the full squad. I think we win, I think we win three out of the four home games. And then we take one game on the road. Ah! Game seven. Alright, okay. So now we're gonna move on to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. The Bucks, the Therese, the Bulls. Wait, Colin, who
2: you, who who you got in that, bro? You can't, you can't just, I
0: got the sixes and seven. Okay. Six is seven. I so feel like the six is a, a pull, a pull out. I, 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 wanna pray as much as I can for James Harden to get his mojo. <laughs> I swear, everything he really gets, right? You know. I thought y'all, every, I y'all got him, y'all wasn't praying. When every, y'all got him. no, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, look at the chat. <laughs> look at the chat. I, y'all was gonna say this. Look at the chat. I said we. I'm. I don't want James Harden. Y'all started laughing. Yeah, I was like, yo, yeah, no, you don't like y'all don't want James Harden. I was like, no, I don't want James Harden because I feel like they're gonna give up. You know, you know, you know the GM Joe Joe he's He on. gonna do whatever. Go ahead, so, would y'all take C.J. McCullum now? Or are you still tip about that? No. I was, I was just thinking that. I was, that was just thinking that. Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep it a, a I'm gonna keep it me. I'm gonna keep it a Were you wrong, you wrong? I'm gonna keep it a, a All right? <laughs> CJ wasn't looking CJ was looking nasty yesterday. I was like, oh, Wallet like hey, 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 right now. Let's, let's not get off topic. Let's not we're, we're gonna focus on the bucks and the and the bulls. Bucks the three seed, bulls the six seed. The bulls they had a real hot start the first half of the season, second half of the season. Uh, listen, Chris, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing it to you, the Bucks or Bulls. Who who you rocking with? Oh, oh, I'm gonna be honest, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is probably the only first round matchup I can see ending in the sweep. I'm, it's, wow. i mean, I Chicago's good, no doubt about it. They have improved this year, which we all saw coming, but, but Lazo's still dealing with injuries, Alice Caruso still not back into shape yet, and just the fact that he, it's just the fact that against teams above five hundred, the Bulls have one of the worst records in the league. Just off that itself, no doubt they're a very talented team, and no doubt Demar Derozan is an MVP candidate as well. But I just feel like if you couldn't do that, if you couldn't beat any playoff teams in the regular season, how are you going to do that in the playoff series where now you're only playing one team, the same team over and over again? That is true. And like I said, the last time the Bulls that I remember seeing the Bucks and the Bulls play. Yadis didn't even ha- have a good game, and they still lost. But Chris Middleton went off a of 40. Couldn't believe he did, but he did. Chris Middleton, and, they got, that guy, man, that's great. And
1: Greg it's like, and like,
0: I know the Marcus Rose and Degravit can get their points. I, sometimes it's, it might be inefficient, but I know they can get their points, they can get their averages. But just because they get their points doesn't mean that this is going to be a competitive game. So I feel like the Bulls, they've improved, but they still have they got to deal with injuries, and now they got to figure out they got to get a center because Vucevic I don't think is the right answer. But as of right now, I, I I'm going to say Bucks and five because I think the Bulls can get one win. But I could honestly see center four. Oh man, I, the thing the Bulls can get swept. I I, I have the Bulls at least yeah. getting at, at least a game. I have them winning the game. I, I just can't see the Bulls getting swept. I feel like they could pull out a game uh, at, at least, in my opinion. I mean, Mar, in your opinion, who do you think? Between the Bucks and Bulls, you think the Bulls get swept? You think it's a competitive series?
1: I was gonna say Bucks and five, but I mean they listen without their point guard, they are terrible. They just got off terrible, and I saw Vucevic get cooked by Al so I'm done with that game. <laughs> so Bucks and four. Wow, two
0: sweep predictions. Kyrie, you're calling the sweep too,
2: or? No, I'm not going to call the sweep. But I I got some respect for the Bulls. I think they go to squeeze out a game or two, but um, I think this is easy work for the Bucks. I think Giannis is too hungry right now. Um, I feel bad for anybody in the playoffs that's gonna that's gonna see him. Um, Chris Middleton's been nice this season. Drew Holiday. I would love to see the Drew Holiday Lonzo Ball matchup, but Lonzo Ball being out for the Bulls really hurts them. Um, and Drew Holiday's been doing this thing on both ends of the floor as well, and's been a great playmaker. Brook Lopez being back is really help. He's going to neutralize Nikola Vucevic. He's going to pull him out from the paint, and it's it's going to be it's going to be ugly at at a, at a lot of points. So uh, I see the Bucks handed taking care of business in, in about five or six games.
0: Okay, uh, listen Lodge, I mean you, you you bringing the brooms out or like what's going on?
2: I ain't going to predict the broom out, but I ain't going to be surprised if the broom go, uh, getting pushed. But I'm, I'm gonna say Bucks in like six.
0: Okay, Bucks in six. All right. Greg, just give me your thoughts. The Brewman Dustman. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they're gonna sneak out a game in Chicago. I think the, the environment of Chicago is either gonna, gonna take game three or game four. Uh, but if they don't take, they don't take game three, it's probably gonna, it might be a sweep. It might be a sweep. But they're not, there's just no way they're gonna get a game in Milwaukee, bro. Got you. Alright. So, the next, uh, the next matchup before I get into the first and AC of the Eastern Conference. that hasn't been determined yet. Mar, I'm gonna swing this to you first, man. I definitely want to get your feedback on this. I mean, your thoughts. Celtics and Nets. Whew. Who pulls out in that series? And that's, uh, recently a report came out that Ben Simmons possibly could come in in game four of the playoffs. Possibly. Uh, you know, nothing's for certain yet, but just had to throw that out there. So, Mar. Uh, Celtics and Brooklyn Nets, seven game series. Who do you think pulls out
1: for the second round? I got us in... Seven. I got us in seven. I think people like, I think people are underestimating the Celtics. I think this is going to be the best first round match of league. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, by far. By far. I mean, this same run Brooklyn had last year, they had the Celtics. And then next they'll have Milwaukee because they're gonna just, you know, do their thing against Chicago. And then hopefully the Sixers will be lined up. So but so I think it's gonna go the same way, it's just gonna go in seven. Okay. Uh Kyrie,
0: Nets the Celtics, man. The the, the best matchup of the playoffs in my opinion is what?
2: Uh this is gonna be a fun series. Um I gotta give the edge to Boston though. I think they're going to take it in the seven games, and I, I don't, I don't like discrediting or, or going against Brooklyn at all because just of how lethal the duo is of Kyrie Irving and uh, and Kevin Durant. Um, I think Boston takes it though because one, just the way the defense has shifted since the All Star break, compared to Brooklyn not really having much of a defensive identity at all, I think it's going to be a big turning uh, factor in a lot of games, especially when it comes down to the wire. And now that you also have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown pretty much on the same page and at the same time getting guys like uh, Grant Williams and Marcus Smart and and, and, and Peyton Pritchard and got and their other pieces involved and in allowing them to be able to score while at the same time getting their own buckets in a, in a nice rhythm and in, in a timely fashion, it's really brought them to another level that I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are going to have the defensive capabilities to really keep up with. So – Again, I don't like going against Brooklyn. They're going to make it a tough series if they end up coming out victorious. It it doesn't surprise me at all because at the end of the day, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Kevin Durant, who could both put up thirty points a game. But at the same time, they're known for being burnt out and or being burnt out by Steve Nash in the playoffs. And I just don't think that's going to work against this Boston Celtics team that takes advantage of stuff like that. So I I think Boston. I I give Boston the edge. I think they're going to take it in like seven games.
0: All right. Okay, Whew. Chris. Uh, listen, Nets, Celtics. Who you got? I gotta. I'm gonna go with Brooklyn, and I gotta go with Brooklyn or seven because kind of for the reason Kyrie said. Based on what we saw from Steve Nash last year in the playoffs, when it comes to just manage, time management, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant could. Probably play, probably gonna average 40 minutes in this series. Each. So I just think that, again, near the end of some of those games, they might be a little bit more tired than it is like, like playing in Boston isn't easy to do. So probably, probably games one and two, they might not be as energized as they would be in, as games three and four when they play in Brooklyn. So I think because of that, and just seeing how Boston has turned this season around, how they've really hit their stride since, since, since basically the all-star point, they're dangerous, and I mean Brooklyn could lose to this team, but I, 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 yeah, sorry. Ultimately, I just think that the firepower of Brooklyn, just knowing that their offense can always just light you up in an instant, I feel like that. Just knowing that they had that arsenal is just going to help them get past this, get past this matchup. And again, if Ben Simmons comes back, and again he doesn't have to be that great Ben Simmons that we saw last year. He just needs to help them defensively. He can just play defense. Not even have to pass. If he can just play his defense, then. Brooklyn is then Brooklyn is, has a really good shot of ending in maybe
2: five. I, I want to ask a quick question: um, If Ben Simmons does come back, let's say around like game three or game four or game five, whatever, whatever they're talking about, what, how many minutes do you guys like really realistically see him playing, and how much of an impact y'all really uh, realistically see him having?
0: I I got him playing, but I got him playing anywhere between fifteen to twenty minutes. Which is is enough, you know. And I feel like in that 15 to 20 minutes, you need to be, you need to play like a Rondo. You need to play, well, like how a prime Rondo play. You need to be able to play defense, guard their, in times guard their best player. And then an offense, if you get the ball or you get in a fast break, facilitate or attack. But for the most part, you don't have to do, you don't have to, you're not going to be under the pressure that you were in Philly. So you don't really have to do much. Okay, I just need you to do what you're good at. And that's fair, it's readable too. Okay. Lodge, Celtics, Nets, talk to me. Who you rocking with? Uh I got
2: Nets in,
0: I mean not Nets. I got the Celtics for seven. Alright, okay. And Greg, last but not least, talk to me. I got I got uh I got the Nets. And I got the, I think I'm not gonna hold you. again. I got the Nets and six. I no. the Nets. I got the Nets. In I got the Nets and six. I'm gonna tell you something right now. Kyrie Irving is about to go crazy on the Celtics. Like the last game Mark, Kyrie Mark, played against, is gonna be guarding him, so you know. The 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 last game Kyrie played against the Celtics, they literally screamed. Wasn't it like F.U. Kyrie? And Kyrie gave that little smile, and he was like, and in the postgame, he was like, yeah, they like the, the girlfriend, the scoring girlfriend that, like, you feel me? You think he gonna forget that? In the middle of Ramadan? Oh, you crazy. After just going 12-for-12 12 12 in the first half against the Cats? Oh, nah, 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 nah. And then not to mention, I haven't even said it in K.D. yet. Oh, nah, 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 Alright. And you don't right. got time, Lord? Yeah, game six got you all right so in in the last in the last uh matchup of the eastern round it hasn't been determined yet because of the playing so the Cavs and Hawks have to play and whoever wins that matchup will be able to face the Miami Heat uh in the first round so I do want to bring us bring this up to you guys who do you have winning between the Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks in the playing round and and after whoever that team wins goes on to play the Heat you know, just give your predictions, which I don't really think it's a matchup, but you never know. Uh, I'm gonna swing it to Chris. Just give me a matchup between the Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks fighting for that, uh, for that play in against the Heat. Uh, okay, I think, okay, well, I'll say if the Hawks win, I got, I got Miami in six. If Cleveland wins, I got Miami in seven. I feel like either way, Miami's still gonna pull out the victory, but, I mean, I know if the Hawks win, Treyon can win me a game or two in Atlanta. Or can win me a game in LaRoi and a game in Atlanta. And I know that if Cleveland plays again, even though they don't have Jared Allen, they still have a very good, they still have a very good team that just knows how to play with each other. So I feel like they can give a heat run for the money, who also seems like a team that likes, that knows how to play well with each other. But ultimately, I mean, I feel like Miami's gonna get through the series and just move on to the next round. Huh? Nothing well, too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Kyrie for the playing matchup to play the heat. Cavaliers or Hawks,
2: who you rocking with? Um, they- I'm going to go with the Hawks. I, I think it's going to be a tight game, especially if Jared Allen does come back. He makes a huge difference. Him and Evan be down there are going to be crazy. And um, I think they're going to do a lot of the same things to agitate Trey Young that the Charlotte Hornets did. But I think the Hawks um are a little too explosive offensively. I think they're going to uh, – Use their offensive talent, their ability to get hot from the outside with guys like Kevin Herter and Bogdanovich, and even DeAndre Hunter, who stepped up and become a real nice two-way piece. Um, I think guys like that are going to really step up and, and, and help Atlanta take this game away.
0: All right, Mar, swing it to you. Talk to me. Hawks,
1: Cavs, and then who do you have from that matchup uh, going to the Heat? I got the Cavs, and either way, I got the Heat and five. Heat and five. Lodge, talk to me.
2: I got the Hawks, and I got, I got the Heat in seven.
0: Heat and seven versus the Hawks. Okay, okay. Greg, Hawks, Cavs, and then who goes on to play the Heat? Hawks, Cavs, even though it's going to break my heart, man, I really think it's going to be the Hawks. I, even though I really want the Cavs to win. Um, I just think they are just not gonna be able to stop, uh, the Hawks to get into the playoffs. And then, Cavs, Hawks, I think this has the opportunity for an upset. But, I can't go, like, I'm gonna go with the Hawks, but we're gonna put it myself on record is saying Hawks in seven. But, I mean, it's the, they're, the Heat are the number one seed, of course, like, everyone expects me to win. But if I had to pick, like, a upset, Alert for like one of the higher, one of the higher seeds. I'm going to say Hawks versus, if it's Hawks versus Heat, I'm, I would go with Hawks. Because I feel like the Heat can't keep up offensively. They've had, they've had, even though they have all these great shooters, they feel like they struggle at times to score. All
1: right. Okay.
0: Now we move on to the last part of this episode. Uh, thanks a lot. If you guys have stayed with us this long for the episode, our longest episode yet, we appreciate it. Uh we're gonna move on to the Western Conference Finals. I'm gonna start off with the matchup. Listen, Timberwolves. The conference finals. No, not finals. It's the first round. First round matchup, excuse me. Uh so we have practically the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Chris, I'm gonna swing it to you. Talk to me. Who do you have coming out of that one advancing to the second round? I got Denver in seven, and I'm gonna tell you why. Mm. Golden State, yes. In the beginning of the year, they look they looked like contenders, and I actually thought that they were going to go to the finals. But the way they played over the past two months, I don't trust them anymore. I don't trust them. I don't Dad. trust them. And yes, Steph Curry might be back for Game One, but we don't know what Steph Curry we're going to get. Sure don't. And if he's off, that might throw the whole the rest of the team off. And so, true. because of that, I think. Denver has a great chance to capitalize on this opportunity and knock off a powerhouse to advance to the next round. So it's not going to be easy, but I got Denver in seven. All right. Elijah, I'm going to swing it to you. Denver Warriors. What you got? I got Denver in six. I think Steph ended up going re-injuring his leg because I heard his his
2: foot isn't really looking too good, but he's going to try to come back anyway.
0: Alright, well, um, he's being a warrior trying to come back and carry his team as far as he can. I mean, it's respectable. Uh, Kyrie, talk to me. Warriors and Nuggets, who you rocking with?
2: Um, I'm going with Denver too, just cause the, the Warriors scare me. Uh, they don't show a lot of consistency as, as we're, as pretty much as I'm accustomed to. But at the same time, we do gotta understand the fact that Clay Thompson is coming back from two years off. And even though he does play well in a lot of games, there's some games where he's completely off and he just doesn't look like himself. Um Draymond Green also coming back from injury too. Um I don't know how he'll hold up. And, of course, Stephen Curry being out with injury. It's just a lot of questions with the Warriors for me. Um Even how Andrew Wiggins plays, uh, I, I know Andrew Wiggins doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. So um I'm really looking forward to see how he steps up. But I think the Denver Nuggets just have too much, and I just don't think they're going to really – had, gonna have a lot of answers from Nikola Jokic and how he's able to get guys to step up. The, the guys like Will Barton, and Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, if he possibly does come back, does play a part, but I don't see it really happening. Uh, but I, I still gotta give it to Denver though. I, I just think their consistency, their consistency gives them the edge.
0: Alright, okay.
2: That is, that's alright. Mar,
0: talk to me. I gotta go to cs six. Golden State 6 and Greg, what do you have? I got, I got, I got Golden State 6 as well. Golden State 6. Now, we all, we, we discussed that the Celtics and Nets might be the best matchup out of the East in this long the round. Uh, I think that the Celtics and Jazz game definitely has the potential to be up there. Uh, listen, Kyrie, I'm it to you between the Mavericks and and then the Jazz, who do you have out of that, and you know, going to the second
2: round? That's kind of tough to gauge right now, especially since Luka Doncic is, uh, is possibly going to be out games one and two with that calf strain. Um, he's the cornerstone of, of this Dallas Mavericks team. I mean, Spencer Dimwell he's not going to win you playoff games. Reggie Bullock, uh, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, those guys aren't going to win you playoff games. They need Luka Doncic. Um. I, I, right now, with how things are going, with that, with them possibly giving up two games a game, uh, with Luka Doncic being out, I think the Jazz may be taking in six or seven. Um, Donovan Mitchell always steps up when, when 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 it really matters. Rudy Gobert's been his regular self; he's going to still be a defensive impact. Um, they the Jazz have to just dig deep and become the, the inner, their inner selves. Or what they've been before as as far as the regular season goes, not so much as the playoffs. But yeah, I, I think the Jazz has gotta dig deep, uh be smart defensively, offensively, and I think they're gonna come up uh they're, they're gonna take advantage of Luca being out and come uh, come away with it.
0: Alright, that's definitely true. Uh Lodge, I wanna swing it to you. The Mavericks of Jazz, so you have coming out of that going to the second round. I got the Jazz and six. Jazz and six. Mar, Mavericks and Jazz.
1: I got the Mavericks and Seven.
0: Mavericks and Seven. Greg, what do you have? I got, I got the, I got the Mavs and Seven because they don't know how to, what to do with that Rudy Gobert pick and roll or switch, or that's that, uh, when they switch on the Rudy Gobert. Jazz don't know how to stop that. And I see the Warriors going to 15 0 run because they had Grudy Gobert guarding the point guard. So I'm cool off the Jazz for real. They gonna find a way to lose it. They could be up 3-1, 2-0. They gonna find a way to lose. Alright, that's a strong, alright. Uh, alright, Chris, did I get to you? I believe not. Chris, who do you have uh, between the Mavericks and Jazz? I got I got Mavericks in seven, and the only reason I have the Mavericks winning the series is because I saw last year that even with the star player out, the Jazz can still lose a series. <laughs> so losing Luka for the first two games, it might hurt Dallas at first, but when he comes back, it's a whole different ball game. All right, so you're echoing the same statements. All right, okay, so Mavericks. All right, so we move on to the next matchup: Grizzlies and Wolves. You know Patrick Beverly's been doing a lot of wolfing. Uh, it's looked like it could be an interesting matchup. I mean, Lodge, I mean, what's your thoughts about the Memphis Grizzlies and the Timberwolves? I mean, what, just give me your thoughts. Who comes out of that series and why?
2: I feel like on paper it looks like a fun matchup to watch, but from what, what I've seen from Carlin and Towns, I, I got the Grizzlies in five.
0: The Grizzlies in five. Okay. Tyree.
2: Yeah, I got the Grizzlies in five, too. I don't trust Cat to show up. It's going to be fun watching Anthony Edwards and John go at it, though. Um, It's going to be a nice competitive series at some point. Uh, At some points, I should say. But I think the Grizzlies are going to take it in five.
0: All right, all right. Chris, talk to me. Grizzlies. Wolves. I got Grizzlies. I got Grizzlies in five. Grizzlies in five. All right, Mark. I got
1: Grizzlies in four
0: alright man Grizzlies unanimous decision so looking like it Greg talk to me Grizzlies or Wolves I think this is an interesting series as a side note I think if the Clippers played the Grizzlies first round I would have said that the Grizzlies would be on upset alert but if we on with uh Grizzlies and um, Wolves I'm going to go with the uh, the uh I'm going to go with the, the Grizzlies but I honestly think Cat is going to play better and I think it might be stretched to seven games I mm. really do I think I think Cat is gonna take personally the like I think if they because Cat has a struggle issue with a guard smaller defenders guarding him. If he if they play him straight up like size on size like a center versus a center with 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 Cat, I think Cat is going to drop like thirty a game. But if they put a if they decide to put a smaller defender on him, which is what the Clippers did, they put uh they put I forget what the shooting boy is. Uh the, the they put a smaller guard on Cat. He struggled a lot and it looked like he was towering moving them. He was getting all the fouls. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Grizzlies is a seven. Alright. Uh now this is the last matchup of the Western Conference. Uh the number one seed in the West, the best record in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns. Uh the A C that's currently a play in right now as we speak. Uh the Los Angeles Clippers versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are the ninth seed, the Clippers are the eighth seed. Whoever wins that matchup proceeds to go and face the Phoenix Suns. Uh one thing I want to ask you guys, and I'm gonna start off with uh Mar first. Between the Clippers and Pelicans, who do you have winning that matchup and going on and playing the Suns and, and giving your predictions on who wins that matchup between the Suns and whoever makes it fun to play in? I'm gonna swing it to you, Mar.
1: I got the Pelicans. And I got the Suns in four.
0: Pelicans and Suns in four. Chris, talk to me. I got the Clippers winning, and then I got the Suns beating them in four. <laughs> All right. So, sweep, sweep, uh, Kyrie, Pelicans, Clippers, and then whoever comes out of that, we you have winning?
2: I got Pelicans winning and Suns in four. Suns and Pelicans going to be fun to watch, though. Shout to in.
0: All right, sweep another sweep prediction. Lodge, uh, Pelicans and Clippers, and of the Suns. We getting the broom and dustpan. I got uh Suns in four against the Pelicans. Suns in four against the Pelicans. Uh Greg, last but not least, what do you have? I got Clippers over Pelicans. I got Suns in six against the Clippers. Wow, you're the only one that said not a sweet. All right, you're pretty confident in the clippers. Haven't I mean, we learned already that we we don't you don't count out you don't count out Lou? You don't count out you don't count, you don't count Coach Lou? Like, come on man. He's gonna make an adjustment, they're gonna listen to you. All right, all right, but thank all right. That concludes episode fifty nine of the restricted zone podcast. Uh, we definitely wanna give a big thank you to my fellow Coles, Chris, Lodge, Kyrie, Mar, and Greg. I appreciate you guys coming on making this episode electrifying hopefully the fans think so as well thanks a lot for the fans tuning in and and streaming the episodes and watching it we see the support we appreciate it we're very grateful for that you can follow us on instagram at restricted zone pod and the podcast is on all streaming platforms whether you have an android or iphone spotify google podcast whatever platform is out there and it's on there so thanks a lot for tuning in hopefully you guys enjoy the episode as much as we have enjoyed recording the episode Thank you.